You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. the Nursepreneur Mentor and founder of Nursepreneurs. Nursepreneurs is a movement to inspire nurses into starting a business because you already have the expertise, which is the vital piece of the business. Our guests help you with the moving pieces, and today our guest is Keith Carlson. And Keith Carlson owns Nurse Keith Coaching. He has done a variety of things that we are going to learn all about today. So I'm very excited to have you here with us, Keith. Oh, thanks for having me, Katie. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> um, so give us a little bit of background uh, with you as a nurse and how you came into the, the coaching space. Sure. Yeah, I've been a nurse since 1996. And I started blogging around 2005 when there was only like one or two of us out there in the blogging wilderness in the early 2000s. And that developed into freelance writing and then coaching and then podcasting and speaking followed. So it's been this very slow, steady, inexorable process from, you know, uh, an avocation as a blogger to a vocation as a full-time nurse entrepreneur. So it's been a very interesting journey for me. Yeah. Um, so how does, how does blogging, how do you go from like blogging and what were your kind of your expectations of blogging to the coaching? Like, how does that come? Well, <laughs> I had no expectations of blogging at all because it was 2005 and no one even knew what they were doing, or maybe just a couple people did. The rest of us were just like floundering out there because it seemed like the, the next shiny object. So to tell you the story, I was sitting in front of the fire in my house in Massachusetts with my brother on a snowy January night. And he said, hey, Keith, there's these new things named, called blogs. Why don't you start one? You're a good writer. And I was like, oh, okay. So I launched it the next day. And that's the blog I still have now in 2019, <laughs> 14 years later. So at first it was just checking out what this thing blogging is like and it wasn't it had nothing to do with nursing at all but as I started to write about nursing people started to notice and write to me and then people started asking me to write for them and I did some writing for free because I was like wow oh I can write that's really cool and then all of a sudden I realized at a certain point oh I could actually charge money for this so I just started writing on the side as a little side hustle and it was it was just kind of fun you know, and my blog was growing and that was really cool. But then it just kind of mushroomed from there and each little piece coaching, podcasting just fell into my lap for different reasons. <laughs> so it all started on a dark and snowy January night when my brother kind of teased me about writing and I took his, took his advice. So um, it's, it's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because you know what, uh, sometimes it really does take just like one person to plant a seed in your head for things to take off. It, you know, you see that so often, like if you say to a student, you should get a PhD and all of a sudden they're like, okay, maybe I'll look into it. You know, and, right. and just maybe you should start a blog. <laughs> yeah. You great. never know. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about that because I have a, a slightly darker parallel side to that because my brother I had thought about starting a blog back in 2015 and my brother said to me 
you can't start a blog and make money. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's I never right. did start the blog to, to make money, but um, it did start this whole pathway. Mm-hmm. So leave it to brothers. Yeah. Yeah. It changed my life <laughs> for better or worse, right? <laughs> right. Um, okay. So the when you were, you were doing this writing, you're doing the blogging and stuff, um, did were nurses giving you ideas of what to do next or, or how did you take the next step into coaching? Well, um, I started exploring coaching because my wife discovered it and it was like the next new thing, right? About 12, 14 years ago. And I just started, started exploring it. I worked with some coaches. I took, you know, some weekend, little weekend coaching courses online just to see what it was all about. And then I realized, wow, I could actually do something with this. And what I found was that my blog led to people writing to me asking advice. And whereas I was really thinking more in terms of nurses' health and well-being, people kept asking me career questions. So in a way, even without knowing it, because I had not the foggiest notion of what having a business meant, I remember now looking back on it, I was actually listening to the marketplace, but I didn't know I was listening to the marketplace. So people kept asking me career questions. And at a certain point, I, I just took a step back and thought, whoa, people are asking me career questions. Maybe I actually have some value to offer them. So that's what led me to do some more coaching and more training and then become a board certified nurse coach to really get that credibility that I wanted. And it all took off from there. So it's all really been a matter of listening to the marketplace and seeing what do people want? What are the questions people are asking? What are the pain points they're displaying for me and clear and in, in clear, clearly spelling it out. So I've allowed people to tell me what their problems are. And by learning what their problems are, I came up with solutions. And I think that's really the basis of business. It's offering a solution to a problem someone has, and that someone is someone who has the money and time and interest to pay you for that solution. So I just kind of figured it out along the way and asked for a lot of advice from friends and colleagues um, whenever I needed it. Yeah, and I think that's so important. And something that I kind of want to pull out here for the audience is that what you're saying is that people were telling you problems. So you had an audience and they were giving you the problems. And at some point you finally heard them and said, okay, I hear you. (laughs) You want coaching advice and I'm trying to fix your health. So you had to pivot uh, to address what it is that they wanted and you had the skill set in order to do that. Uh Um, Because one of the things that I see frequently is, and I have to deal with a lot, is nurses will say, I want to start a course or I want to start a coaching program or I want to start a podcast. And it's kind of like, well, that's great. It's kind of like the solution before the problem. It's the cart before the horse. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, maybe your audience doesn't want a course. I mean, so you you just have to build the audience first. Um, And your audience came from your blog, um, which is really great. So is that where you still get your main, is that still your main traffic generator from your blog or? Actually, no. Um, This is kind of a cautionary tale for some of your listeners. And you know, I started a blog back in the early 2000s when 
it was still the wild west, right? We didn't really know what this was all going to be, or was it just a flash in the pan? So I started my blog on Blogspot, which is Blogger owned by Google, because there weren't that many blogging platforms at the time. And WordPress wasn't even that big a deal at that point you know, building your own website. That was still in its infancy to the best of my recollection. So my blog is still on Blogger and that's what I don't recommend to your listeners. You know, don't have a website or blog that's like .weebly.com or .wix or .blogspot. It needs to be your domain that you own. So when I built out nursekeith.com and finally decided to have an actual website of my own, I had so much content over on Blogspot, on Blogger, that I realized bringing it all over into WordPress was going to be an absolute bear. So creating my website, I launched my podcast, and the podcast became the blog. So my website has a blog. It's the show notes for my podcast. And then people can also read my other, my blog, which lives elsewhere, which I do not recommend for anyone. It just happens to be what happened for me. And it's working because I've been around so long. But I wouldn't start that way at this point. In 2019, 2020, you don't want to start that way. So um, that's a cautionary tale but it's much easier for people to have their own stuff now than it was 14 years ago. It's, it's a much more streamlined world now. So it's been interesting um, lessons for me along the way. Let me just say that. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, so the, is, the podcast now is, is your main traffic. That's where most people will find you. Is that what you say? That's right. For the most part, people either find me through my podcast and they hear about it through a variety of ways. And they also find me by Googling either nurse counselor, career counselor or career coach for nurses. And that's how most other people find me because there aren't that many career coaches who are nurses who work specifically with nurses. There's only two or three of us at this point. Okay. And okay, so tell me about the business aspect itself. Like, who are these nurses that um, are looking for you? Like, where are they in their career? Kind of, what does their that avatar look like? And um, what do they get when they come to you? Well, I have sort of a multifaceted niche. So, if you wanted to look at my my niche as a whole, it's professional nurses, right? So that's a, that's a big big niche, and most marketing experts would say that that was too big. So what I've found, again, I've let this, this, I let the market speak to me and I have pretty much two sweet spots in terms of my niche and who comes to me. One is nurses who are, let's say two to five years into their career and they either want to make a switch or they've, they feel a little lost, like, okay, I've gotten my sea legs now. It's been three years. What do I do now? So it's a lot of questions like that. Like, okay, I've, I've gotten through those first hard, first two to three years, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do now. How do I build a career out of this thing that I did? <laughs> um, so I get people like that. And then I get quite a few clients who are second career nurses. They're in their 30s, 40s, or even their 50s. And they're entering nursing, having had one, two, or more careers prior to that. And so I help them figure out how to leverage their previous experience and use that as a selling point as a nurse applying for positions. 
And then I, you know, here and there, I get people who want help starting a podcast or writing, or they want to know a little bit about starting a business. And I'm not a business coach, but I can help with some of those, the brainstorming that comes. And then they go and work with someone like you. So I just kind of like, I can get their ideas flowing, but that's about where my business coaching stops. My, my, one of my other sweet spots is helping people with content. I'm really, that's one of my, my gifts is content creation, whether it's audio or written content. So I have various streams of income and various ways in which people engage with me. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I'm thinking back on my career in the first eight years uh, and like you, I, I graduated nursing school back in the 90s and, uh, you know, the first eight years just kind of going through the motions, you know, the first two years were hard and then I'm like, okay, I get it. And uh, then it was just kind of like, what's next? And I didn't really have anybody to tell me what's next. So I kind of went from you know, let me do my nurse practitioner degree and I'll do another nurse practitioner degree and I'll do my PhD. And it's just kind of like, I did all these things because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it never occurred to me at that point to get a coach. Do you think getting a nurse coach now, like a mentor like that is more commonplace and more people are doing it? Yes. I feel like for one, coaching has come a long way in the last five to 10 years. It's much more mainstream now. Most people, I think if you ask them what a coach is, other than someone who like works with kids on a, on a baseball team in the, their little neighborhood um, or at a high school, they know what a coach is now. People know what life coaching is, for instance. So I think people are connected with that idea and Looking for help for this sort of thing, I think, is much more normal now. Like, oh, I'm having trouble with my career. I'm going to find a career coach, right? Or I'm having trouble losing weight. I'm going to find a weight loss coach. I just feel like people understand what that means. And that's really good for those of us who are doing coaching because you don't have to explain it so much anymore. <laughs> Did you have a lot of that in the beginning? Like, what do you coach? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ten years ago, absolutely. It was very, it was very new back in at that time, and most people weren't even aware of what it was. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know, because the first eight years of my nursing career, I just like I said, kind of floated through and didn't really have a vision of where I was going or that I needed a vision. I just thought if I worked really, really hard, then something would happen. I don't know what, but, um, you know, I'd make it to CNO or, or something along mm -hmm. those lines magically. Well, that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think, I feel like as the profession grows and we get more visibility and, and we realize that we can have these positions, the competition's going to get steeper and steeper and you're not just going to, it's not just going to happen. You're actually going to actively have to, to seek out, your uh, what you want oh gosh that's so true when i speak to nurses who say entered the profession in the 80s for instance or even the 70s they said all they had to do is walk in a hospital and they would be hired like it, it, it was sort of like you had your pick of whatever you wanted it really wasn't that's what i hear i wasn't there but that's what i hear that it was a much simpler world and now you know you have of course, there's a nursing shortage often in different regions of the country and around the world, I assume, too. But I think 
it's a much tighter market now because nursing has been at the forefront in terms of career growth for a long time and job growth. And I think that's driven a lot of people into nursing. So I think you have to work much harder now in the 21st century differentiating yourself in order to get the positions that you want. And you have to really have a plan. You can't just walk into a hospital and say, hey, hire me. And you know they have you sign on the dotted line. It just doesn't work that way anymore. Right, unless you're like deep south Texas or... <laughs> yeah, unless you're in a super, super underserved area where they're right. just absolutely desperate. And yes, that's true. But in the areas where people want to live, Boston, Atlanta, the Bay Area, it's, it is not easy now. Yeah. And that's not to throw a wet blanket on people's career plans. You just have to be able to differentiate yourself. Yeah. And uh, most of us, I mean, how much professional development do you get in nursing school? I, An I mean, hour lecture about maybe. resumes, maybe? Yeah. Right? Is that about it? Maybe. If yeah, maybe if you're lucky. So how do we know how to sell ourselves? We don't, no one tells us how to sell ourselves. So a lot of us need help figuring out how to do that. Now, Keith, you also offer these Santa Fe retreats because you're, mm -hmm. you're based in Santa Fe, right? Uh, I am. And this looks awesome. I totally want to come. So tell me mm -hmm. more about these, these uh, retreats. This looks gorgeous on your website. <laughs> Thanks. At this juncture, what I offer at this moment are individualized retreats. So I don't put on group retreats where uh, like 20 people come and work with me. This is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if somebody really wants to dig deep, get a lot done in a short period of time, what I find is that the people who do come here, and I've had a number of people come to Santa Fe for this, we do basically, we can get two or three months of coaching done in a week because we're spending hours together every day and when it's not stretched out over several months. So we can get a lot accomplished very, very efficiently and quickly. So I don't have a space where I host people. What I do is I'm sort of the, the retreatants, um, what would you call it? I'm their, their travel concierge. So I recommend Airbnbs and hotels. I know where to have the best yoga classes, where to get the best massage where to eat, all that sort of stuff. So if someone wants to come here and do coaching with me one-on-one -on -one and bring their family, I can completely tailor um, a list of things, of options to do for the family while you're doing your coaching with me. So if we do three hours of coaching a day, your family can go off and do something fun and then you meet them later and then you do some homework in the evening. So it's structured like that. So you can come and have a nice Santa Fe vacation with me, um, what would be the right word, curating your experience and sending you to the best hot springs and all that kind of stuff. And then you get a lot done at the same time. So it can be really fun. And I, I love having people come to Santa Fe because I love showing them around. Oh my God, I love that I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> you just totally sold me on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I love the idea of just retreats in general, because whether it's a group retreat or a one-on-one -on -one or a vacation slash retreat, whatever, there's something about going somewhere and just really focusing on that one thing that you want to deal with and, and really spending a lot of energy and effort, because when we're at home, 
you know, I got like after this six million things to do, right? So, and it's like that every single day, but it, when you carve out that time and say, I'm going to spend this time and really focus on what I'm going to do, you can get so much done. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. And you also offer LinkedIn optimization. Tell me a little bit about that. I do. Yeah. Um, Historically, from my perspective, nurses have not embraced LinkedIn to any great extent. And I think that's been changing in the last five years or so. Um, I'm not going to take single-handed credit for that. I've just been doing it one person at a time. Um, but I've been putting out content, audio, and written about LinkedIn for years now. And I think nurses are catching on that it's actually a really important place to hang out. Whether you're happy in your job or not, it's a place to spend time. And people don't know how to use it. And a lot of LinkedIn profiles, when you go on LinkedIn, there's no headshot, there's like bare bones information. And it's like, well, why did this person even bother? So, so when I'm giving a lecture and I'm speaking at a conference and I say, raise your hand if you have a complete LinkedIn profile, or oh, first I'll say, who has a LinkedIn profile? And there'll be lots of hands. And then I'll say, who has a headshot? And it's like two hands. And then who's completed their entire profile and feels awesome about it? One hand. So that tells me that people create it because someone told them they should. And then they have no idea what to do with it. So what I do is I help people first build their profile if they're not, if they're not even there yet. Or if they're there, we revamp their profile from top to bottom because people don't realize LinkedIn isn't just social media. It's actually a search engine disguised as social media. So the search engine part is the most important part of LinkedIn, that it, you are there to be found and other people are there to be found. So it's all about connecting. So you, just like any search engine, it works on keywords. So I teach people how to make a compelling profile so that they'll first, they'll come up in searches that people are, putting in especially recruiters. And I also help them learn how to use the platform for networking, which is, it's magical for networking. And not that it works like magic, it takes work, but it can really, it can net you some really great relationships if you devote the time to it. And it's well worth it, in my estimation anyway. Oh, it, it totally is. And I, maybe 10 years ago, it was just for recruiters or if you actually wanted a job. But now, like you said, it is a search engine. And I can attest to that because I wrote the acute care guidelines for advanced practice providers. And it's a contributor book, right? So um, I needed contributors. I needed endocrinology nurse practitioners or uh, gastroenterology, the, the whole spectrum. And I was like, where am I going to find these people? Because Springer was like, well, they can't just be from people, you know, in your little tiny circle. It, it has to be across the country. You need people. And I'm like, okay, so how am I going to find these people? The first thing I did was go onto LinkedIn and started looking for them. Because even if you go to the faculties of, of nursing, they don't say what they do. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard. You'll see Dr. So-and-so and there's 50 faculty members and I don't even know what they do. So I'm in LinkedIn and I'm searching, searching, searching. So, you know, it, it, the people that ended up being in the book got the opportunity because they were on LinkedIn and they had a profile and they actually identified what it was that they did and made it easy for me to contact them because sometimes it's really hard. Right. Yeah. And when people say to me, oh, I don't do social media, you know, if they're business people, I say, well, what rock have you been living under? <laughs> and then if they're, if they're 
um, rank and file nurses, not business owners, but they're people who work as clinicians or whatever. I say, well, why, why do you not do social media? Like, what's your fear? And a lot of people say, oh, social media seems so superficial. And I always say, well, it's superficial if you use it in a superficial way, but there are some great, awesome people out there. And I mean, if you're, if say you want to get a job at a specific hospital in Minneapolis, where else can you go? Type in that hospital in the search engine and find every employee who works there or has worked there who's on LinkedIn. That's the only place you can find hundreds of people, say, who have the dirt on one particular place where you might want to work. And it's a great place to do your research. And it's also as a business person, if you have a business, it's, it's a business to business platform. So if you're offering a service that say a hospital might want or a healthcare organization might want, you have to be on LinkedIn because that's where those people are. That's where they hang their hats. And I mean, I've made lots of friends on social media. I've met people online and then maybe five years later we meet in person. So I've made some awesome friendships, some of which have led to business opportunities and actually earning money. Some have led to just great relationships and amazing long-term friendships. I met my business partner, my former business partner on Twitter. So, <laughs> I mean, we started a business before we'd even met in person. So there's, the sky's the limit. It's just, there's no limit to what you can do with it other than the limit of your imagination and how much you're willing to invest in that. And LinkedIn used to be kind of like an online resume. That was basically what it was, like you said. And now it's a place where, yes, you have a resume and it's a resume on steroids because recommendations and endorsements and all sorts of stuff. And you can write your own articles to demonstrate your expertise. So I've had nurses say, well, I'm not a business person. Why would I write an article on LinkedIn? And I say, if you apply for a job, um, they're probably going to Google you to see what they can learn about you. So go to Facebook, your personal page, hide all the photos of you drunk on the beach of Cancun at spring break. Um, have a LinkedIn profile that's really amazing and robust and complete. And then when they Google your name, give them something good to find. And then when they go on LinkedIn file and they see all these people who've recommended you and they see the article, say you're a cardiac nurse and here's articles you've written about caring for cardiac patients and, and demonstrating your expertise. They're going to, wow, this person's amazing. So you can really create, it's like your own little personal website where you can basically sell yourself and demonstrate how awesome you are. And if you don't want to build your own personal website as a nurse, LinkedIn is the next best thing. Yeah. And you'll get speaking opportunities and book opportunities and chapter opportunities and all kinds of stuff can, can come your way. Um, I spend a lot of time looking for nurses and business in LinkedIn. I'm just constantly searching and searching and searching so I can have them on the podcast when I do summits. I can have them there when I have speaking opportunities. That's I started inviting nurses that have taken the time and effort to get on LinkedIn, whether they have a business or not. If they look interesting, I want to talk to them. Right. Can I add one more thing about it, Katie? Yeah, please. So people often say, well, I'm really happy at my job. Like, why... Why do I need an updated resume? Why should I have a LinkedIn profile? I want to 
kid. And my response is always, that's awesome. That's great. If you have a job and an employer where you feel like you want to hang out for the next 10 or 20 years, that's wonderful and good for you. And I'll say anything can change your hospital that you've been loyal to for the last 15 years where you want to work for 20 more might get bought out by another organization and all of a sudden you and you haven't been in the market for 15 years and you think oh my god i have nothing i don't have a network i don't have a profile so something happens and your circumstances change then what do you do? Or what if you're really, really happy at your job, but your spouse has to be transferred across the country? And you're like, oh, I thought I was going to stay here till I retired. And now I have to go look for a job in Cleveland. And I've been living in Flagstaff all these years. So then you're like, okay, well, uh, now what do I do? So if you have a robust network, if you have a LinkedIn profile, if you've been updating your resume every six to 12 months, then it's not as heavy a lift to enter the job market. So I always tell people you want to expect the best, but be prepared for the worst. Be prepared to lose your job. So if that happens to happen, all your ducks are in a row and you enter the job market, not behind the eight ball. So that was a long story, but I think it's an important point to me. It's so important because it makes me crazy when I see, I even had one nurse who had started a business and, you know, she asked me to look at her website and I went down to her social media, went into social media and it was like this ghost picture on LinkedIn and a blank head. And I'm like, people don't know who you are. I mean, this could be like some kind of like pop-up shop that people are trying to steal. You know, we have, everybody has these fears about working with people that we don't know, that we can't see, that it, of course. You, know, you have to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And as a business person, if you are a nurse entrepreneur, someone out there listening, people want to do business, in my estimation, with a person, not a company. They want to know who you are and they want to have a glimpse behind the curtain of your business. So if you follow me on Instagram, for instance, you know, you'll see pictures of my cat. You'll see pictures of me hiking or downtown Santa Fe. Often in my stories, I have a lot of personal stuff in Instagram stories because people want to peek behind the curtain. They want to know who, who Keith really is. Like they just don't want to see the ads for my, my coaching or for my podcast. They want to like, what does Keith do on weekends? You know, because I feel like it humanizes you to your audience. And the more human and approachable and real you seem and authentic, the more people will be drawn to you. And one of the greatest compliments someone can ever pay me is that they've been listening to my podcast or reading my stuff for a while or following me on social media. And then we meet at a conference and they say, wow, you're just like I thought you would be, or you're just like you are in your podcast. And that's been my strategy all along. I don't do slick marketing. I don't do tons of ads. I don't do any ads really. Um, I create valuable content. I'm very authentic and what you see is what you get. And if people get to know me through all of my online platforms, when they meet me or work with me, there's no difference. There's no cognitive dissonance between my online persona and my, my real life persona. And I think that's very important for a solopreneur. Oh my God, I, I, I do too. And especially in the healthcare field where 
everything medicine has been so aloof for so long and it's like us and them and now with like nurse coaches coming out to help people with their disease or their health conditions to actually be human and, and care about the person that you're taking care of like I, I think that's our strength and I you know I really believe in that personal brand and and uh, you know just projecting you and not this corporate entity that's going to tell you what to do it's it's a partnership mm -hmm. exactly exactly all right Keith well tell us um, how people can work with you how they can find you well they can google nurse career coach or counselor but the easiest way is to go to nursekeith.com that's the easiest place so from there they can find my linkedin twitter facebook instagram they can find my blog they can listen to podcasts i have whew, i'm coming up on 250 episodes of my podcast pretty soon i think this week when we're recording here in november i think episode 243 is coming out so it's it there's a lot out there <laughs> So they can find me on social media and anyone who wants to get in touch, I offer a complimentary 30 minute consult with no obligation to coach with me afterwards. So if people would like to just spend 30 minutes with me talking about what's on their mind or what they're worried about, they're more than welcome to reach out and they can do that through nursekeith.com. They can use the contact page. They can email me at keith at nursekeith.com. There's even on my website, there's a speak pipe on the left-hand side where they can click there and leave a voicemail. So there's lots of different ways to reach me, including direct messages on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. All right. So no excuses. <laughs> Not particularly. Yeah. I, I'll use you know, tin can and string or carrier pigeon work, but it's not as efficient. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, Keith, thank you so much uh, for being on this show today and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Katie. This is quite an honor. Thank you. Okay, nursepreneurs, there you go. Keith Carlson is another nurse who has been pursuing his dream of entrepreneurship. So what about you? You know, it's never too late to get started on your dream. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, I want to do something. I just have no idea where to start. We created a free course for you so you can gain clarity in your first profitable idea. It's called the Profitable Idea Blueprint, and you can get started for free in this course. Just go to katieharris.com slash free course and sign up. Till next time, stay inspired.